0: I think this is going to be a rough episode. I do too. <sighs> hey everyone, welcome to Wolf Disney. We are two sisters who um, grew up with Very little exposure to the Disney movies um, and just Disney culture in general. And so we are doing this podcast week by week, almost, um, going through all the movies in chronological order. I'm Natalie. And I'm Sarah. Um, And this is Wolf Disney. So, so far we have been going uh, movie by movie, but we're in a weird like decade of Disney film um, where there's just a lot happening, and a lot of them are like, not the movies you would think of, huh? Not the movies you would think of, yeah, but like anthology films or like package films where it's a bunch of shorts with live action bits in between, and, and they're just not movies that many people have seen. And I just we don't think it's that much fun to talk about them. Um, or are they especially plot driven? Right. Yeah. Um, so. Yeah, if you think Fantasia is rough to get through, like, these oh. um, are not, don't, yeah. But you should watch them so you know that what we're talking about. Yeah, um, the first, so this week we are doing, we've combined two of them that sort of go together, um, and so this week is Saludos Amigos and Three Caballeros. Saludos Amigos is super short. It's the shortest Disney feature film. Really? think so it felt long it's only like 42 minutes um i'd say they both have like characters and images that you may have seen you see them at disney world for sure despite them not being um popular films like donald duck is that who you're talking about they're like there's like an epcot ride of saludos amigos of the three caballeros Oh, of the three coming years. This this episode is both of these movies. I don't know if you knew that. Okay, but what is the ride at Epcot? I don't know. It's like, I think it's in Mexico. I don't remember that. I do have a picture I found of um, the last time I went to Disney World in high school. Of me with Donald Duck in like a sombrero in Mexico. Oh. Um, Which at the time, I remember thinking, okay, I guess Donald wears a sombrero now, but um, I'm assuming that's a callback to the three caballeros, his time. That actually makes me feel better about Donald Duck walking around wearing a sombrero. Yes, except his time in Mexico, as we will discuss soon, I'm sure, um, was not a great time, and, um, yeah. Cringe, cringeworthy, I would say, for a good chunk of, of Donald's um, on-screen moments. Yes, I agree. Um, yes, as it, as an article, I found a review from the New Yorker when the three caballeros when the three caballeros came out. A New Yorker review is just titled, "What Hath Walt Wrought." <laughs> Uh, I love it. Um, before we dive into these, should we do our icebreaker? Yes. <laughs> um, so, Natalie and I both took Spanish in high school um, and college, right? You took some in college? Yeah. I took just a little bit in college. I was too smart for it. You were too smart for it? I got bored, and I said, bye. Yeah. Um, so, uh, yes, so we both took Spanish, um, and... I think I can speak for both of us that we picked it up pretty easily. Um, That that's one thing that we do share in common, nothing else, besides the fact that we're both ministers. (laughs) I think, yeah, I think it's the languages in general. Yeah, languages, we both really like languages. Um, And so for our icebreaker, we thought we would um, share a humorous story from our Spanish classes Natalie just made a face so maybe hers isn't humorous I hope it's not sad does someone die in yours no oh no uh okay so mine is that when I was uh either junior or senior I got a weird side job teaching Spanish at a preschool with my Spanish teacher she arranged it and I would meet her at this preschool, like two days a week, I think. And we would teach these like three and four year old Spanish words. And each week we had some kind of theme. And um, this one week, our theme was animals. And so we taught the kids all of these words for animals. And um, we taught them the word for dog, which is pero. Um, I cannot roll my R's, so I'm not even gonna try. It right. will sound probably like our, you know, um, Donald Duck um, impressions. <laughs> Doesn't sound good. Um, but we taught them the word for dog, which is perro, two r's. Um, so we would quiz them, and we would say something in Spanish like um, un perro" or um, I don't know something else, and um, and the idea was we'd say the, the the phrase in Spanish, and they would they would say what the equivalent was in English. And so they were doing okay. Like gato sounds like cat a little bit. Like they were getting some of that. When we got to dog. We said un and they just looked at us with blank stares. And um, my teacher was she. She was a great Spanish teacher. I loved her. Um, but she was a little too much of a high school Spanish teacher, I think, maybe for preschoolers. And so she tried to get them to guess what the word was by giving them the sound that the animal makes in Spanish. So she said, se dice, gua guau, guau. And the kids looked at her with like wide eyes. Like, I, I don't know what animal you're talking about. I've, I've never heard any animal make that noise. Um, and they're just like, and she was like, guau, qua, gua." She just kept making that noise. And they were like, you keep making this noise, but it means nothing to me. Um, and so finally I said, roof," and they're like a dog. And my teacher got mad at me. She was like, well, if that's how you want them to learn. And I was like, well, they're three. So I feel like the fact that they're picking up on any of this is probably pretty good. Um, but that was when I also realized I did not want to teach Spanish to preschools as preschoolers for a career. So that's my Spanish story. That alone is why you would not want to teach preschoolers Spanish? I don't know. There are other reasons. They, like, are sticky. Um, Kids, in general, are sticky. Right. Natalie, what's yours? I, like, really can't think of just, like, one narrative from my Spanish times. I, yeah, I I took up to AP Spanish in high school, and... Most of my memories, I think, are what contributed to me, like, um, leaning into, like, my function as a class clown, um, with friends is definitely not alone, um, and I think part of that has to do with me just, like, it coming naturally, and so I had extra time in class to goof off and, like, not take things seriously. Sorry, Ms. Bostic, if you listen to this, um. Sorry, Ms. Click. Yeah. Um, but, um. Before we did this, Sarah reminded me that in AP Spanish 4, we played verb pong, um, which fortunately, I was a really lame high schooler, and so I had no clue um, the origins of that game. Um, Natalie told us about it at the dinner table. We were like, what did you do at school today? And she said, we did our Spanish projects. And we said, you know, what were they like? And she described this game where you threw a ping pong ball into a cup. And it was called Verb Pong. And we were like, yeah, that's a drinking game that you're learning in high school. Good job, Durham Public Schools. Yes. Um, But to be fair, your Spanish teacher did not teach you that. It was another student who had an older sibling in college. Yeah. Yes. Uh, I think in Spanish 4, we did another video project. Video projects were a popular teaching mechanism for Spanish teachers. Um, Did you have to upload it to YouTube? No, we had it like on a USB, but they're on Facebook still. I just wonder, yeah, like how many really bad student projects are just like living on YouTube forever? So my Spanish 4 project, we had to like create um, a short film basically, Um, the full plot line and I think we had to like maybe use like specific verb tenses that we learned that year like I truly could not tell you what the requirements were but ours was quite the production um, and I was the main character and I was supposed to be a fashion designer that got into a car accident that caused her to be colorblind. Um, Did you learn the word for colorblind was that one of your vocabulary? No we did not learn that in the class. Um, yeah, yeah and so I was like a really good fashion designer and then suddenly I was colorblind and, um, Derek- it's like, it's like, no puedo ver azul. Yeah, so right, but, like, one of the lines is like, ella es del tonica, and then somebody says, que? And then the doctor says, ella no puede ver colores. <laughs> like, a very dramatic screaming no scene. Ba, ba, ba. Yeah it's um it's the peak of my very bad spanish accent i did not even try um it's yeah on facebook so if you're friends with me you can easily find it <laughs> um, my friend we had a lot of friends who were like in our project group that like pitch in to be characters um outside of school time uh, like, like a telenovela <laughs> yeah derek and our friend aaron taylor are in there as like my like consultants, or like my mentors, almost. Oh. Um, Fuego and Yelo. Um, and. Is that fire and ice? Yeah. Um, <laughs> Derek is also my um lim- my like limo or taxi dr- car driver um, which is why I get into the car accident is there's the scene of him driving while drinking. Um. <gasps> <laughs> which, honestly, yeah. Oh, well, all of it was really well done, um, but we did spend way too much time on it. Um, anyway, yeah, so we played verb pong once. <laughs> so should I start? I mean, I don't know. I don't know what to do with this. Okay, so disclaimer before we begin. Sarah and I both watched these movies a week ago, which is not the time span we normally use. Uh, We usually, at least I usually am recording like no more than 24 hours after seeing the movies. Uh, And these are two movies that um, have an overlap. And so, I mean, fortunately none of you have seen it, so you'll have no clue if we're talking about (laughs) the wrong movie, but. um, yeah, just be prepared for a lot of confusion and both of us being like, I don't think that happened in that movie, um, as if yeah. we did a year ago. But There's going to be a little bit of that. Yeah. Um, before we begin, can we, sorry, flash back to the Bambi episode and give a life update? That I killed Bambi. Oh, yeah. Um, <clears throat> well, listeners, it's happened. I killed a Disney character. After we recorded our Bambi episode on the Monday afterwards, I was driving and I hit a deer and killed it and also killed my car. Um, And that was a really sad event. But I also felt like, I kind of felt like we made a lot of deer jokes. And I'm not a big karma person, but... I kind of felt like it was more than coincidental that this happened on Bambi week. Mm-hmm. Right. Kind of weird. Yeah. Um, also a correction. I said smote in that episode and I definitely meant stoat. So our dad called us out on it as I knew he would. So I meant stoat. I knew it was. Do you want to like talk about what the movies are about? Like, yeah. Okay. Um, So the movies this week, as we said, are Saludos Amigos and and The Three Caballeros. Um, Saludos Amigos came out in 1942, and The Three Caballeros came out in 1944. Um, And Saludos Amigos happened because the United States government commissioned the Disney uh, studios to um, go on a goodwill trip um, to South America and create short, um, short, huh? Shorts? Shorts, yes. <laughs> um, and create shorts um, showing like the beauty and people of South America. Um, part of the concern probably was because there were Nazi Germany ties happening in South America. Um, and it was also a part of um, the good neighbors policy, which was FDR's.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, yeah. And so Saludos okay. Amigos, for me at least, largely felt like something we would watch maybe in Spanish 1 um, on a yeah. day that a substitute. Um, <laughs> emphasis on the substitute day, like this would not be something a teacher would purposely put in their lesson plan as an educational experience. I think I put something like that in my notes, like this feels like something you would Like, when you're doing, like, the culture of an area, you would maybe watch this. Yeah. Yeah. But, I mean, obviously, this should not be your go-to source... No, it should not. ...to learn about that culture, because it is flawed. Like, it is done from the point of view of Disney viewing other countries. Both movies star Donald Duck. Both movies have Donald Duck. Donald Duck stars in... The Three Caballeros, which is kind of just an expansion of um, Donald Duck's friendship with characters out of South America, I guess. It's weird. It's weird. Um, did you have a favorite of the two? Well, um, Saludos Amigos was shorter, um, so that definitely um, played into that. Um, I I liked. Uh, the page... Yeah, it's is and Nicholas, I think, is my favorite. Okay. What about you? I liked The Three Caballeros better, um, overall. Um, I liked it better. Um... Why? Well, well, it's just, um, it's less... It feels, like, less, like, propaganda and is more... Offensive? That's what you're looking for in a movie? It is more Offensive it's actually more probably overtly offensive yeah um there's a lot of sexism and um i liked yeah i don't know i just um i there so we complained in bambi about there being a lack of a plot driving the movie um i mean don't don't watch these two if you're concerned about plot but with that, I the Three years clearly has more of a plot line than Saludos Amigos, which I think is also why I liked it. Yeah. I
1: like I liked the
0: relationships between the Three Birds. I thought that was cute. Um, some of it some of it was funny. The last half is weird. Um, oh. Anyway, okay. So, um, and so both of them both of them do like um, rotate between like the style of having like. Um, shorts and somewhat of a broader narrative happening between the shorts. Yeah, there's, like, a narrator that's, especially in Saludis Amigos, that is moving you, like, now we're going to go to this country, and now we're going to go to that country. And then, like, I feel like there's more interaction between the narrator and, like, the cartoons a little bit in Saludis Amigos, too, of, like, there's Goofy, he's a gaucho, and he's da da la. Yeah, and Saludos Amigos also has a lot of footage of, like, the Disney animators um, and crew actually on their visit of South America, which is kind of interesting. Yeah. I don't know. Um, So, a film historian, Alfred Charles Richard Jr., has commented... uh, Alfred Charles Richard Jr. has first names for all of his names. He does. And Junior is kind of a no. Even Junior can go that way. Um, so anyway, he commented that Saludos Amigos did more to cement a community of interest between peoples of the Americas in a few months than the State Department had in 50 years. Which I think is not... Like, I think that might be true. Um, like, I read some reviews. I I read some reviews in response to Saludos Amigos saying that, like... Um, because they visit, like, a few cities, and, like, they share, like, bustling, like, marketplaces and things, and some of the reviews were saying, like, at the time, people in the United States just assumed that, like, cities, like, only existed in the United States, like, there were no cities in South America, there was, like, no, um, yeah, no, like, advanced communities, um, and so I I do, I think I do think it's possible that Saludos Amigos um, inspired some, like, curiosity and, like, curiosity about South America and, like, maybe, like, yeah. some tourism interest of some kind. Um, yeah. Did you read about uh, Chile's reception of it? The Chile's reception of the movie? Yeah. Um, not really. Um, I do have a funny quote about the whole Chile scene. Okay. So I, I, I found something about that. Because I thought it was weird... That when they go to Chile, they say, and there are no, there's no filming allowed in Chile. So here's like, it's like some aerial shots of them flying over it, right? Yeah. Um, and then they go to like, then they then they do Pedro's, uh, the story of Pedro, which is he is um, a plane. I like the Pedro story. Yeah. What? It's cute. I like it. Yeah. Um, I like Pedro's story. What'd you say? A little dark. It's a little dark, uh, but he is, he is, um, Pedro is a, I don't quite understand how this works because they're planes, but there's a mom plane, a dad plane, and a baby plane. And so to me, that implies that Pedro is going to get big at some point, but like, he's an object. That was hard for me to separate my brain from. this is, okay, this is Disney. We have to get over ideas like that soon. Okay. Anyways. Um, he's a young plane and his dad, who is a, an adult male plane, M-A-I-L and M-A-L-E is sick one day. And so Pedro has to take over and deliver the mail between Argentina and Chile. And to do that, he has to cross the Andes and to cross this giant mountain called Aconcagua. Um, so Pedro, um, gets lost. He has a machine gun, which I thought was weird for a mail plane. Like, why would you need a machine gun? Um, he survives and delivers his one letter. Like this whole time he's carrying this mail pouch and you're like, Oh my gosh, it's the mail. It's so important. And it's one letter. And the letter in Spanish says, having a wonderful time. Wish you were here. Juan Carlos, yeah. uh, which <laughs> is just not worth it. Like, it seems to me that the humans running the mail system would have called and said, our mail plane is sick or like the equivalent in real life, like our mail plane's engine is not in it anymore or something. Um, and then Argentina could have said, oh, don't worry about it. It's one postcard. It wasn't even a letter; was a postcard. You could see yeah. what it said. Anyways. Um, so that was the Pedro thing. So Pedro was supposed to represent Chile. That was their, like, personification of Chile. And when the movie came out, Chile did not think it was funny. Like, they thought that it was a slight against them. And so, and they, like, kind of hung on to this for a while. And so um, in 1949, this cartoon debuted um, in a comic strip named Condorito. Did you read about this? I think so, but not in depth. In 1949, they come up with their um, equivalent of a cartoon character that they think better represents Chile. And that is Condorito, which is a condor, um, type of bird. Um, And Pedro is, you know, an infant. Like, I think that they were just insulted that the character that would represent Chile is a child and you know makes impulsive decisions and you know just isn't mature and so they come up with Condorito who is this article I found says lazy, charming, irresponsible and a cad Um, it is a specific response to Walt Disney's Pedro so for seven years they kind of um, like stewed over this I guess um he's an adult and his jokes are adult um they said kids won't even get their jokes like I guess they're like double entendres and they just wouldn't get those yeah Um, but it's like it's a really popular cartoon in South America Mm -hmm. um it's still running and they made a movie of it that um that did show in the United States um and so they thought that this this article was like this is kind of a great moment that finally, 50 years later, 60 years later, 70 years later—math is hard. Um, <laughs> some amount of time later, Chile gets to go to the United States and be like, "All right, this is who we are." You know, "Saludos Amigos" is one way that, like, Americans got to see cities and you know make some connections to the fact that America isn't the only country and it's not the only place with. Cities and like electricity and automobiles and all of that, and culture. Yeah. Um, and while that's true, the countries in South America, some of them probably weren't super excited about the way that I mean, it's still a view from Disney's lens. Yeah. You know? I think it would have been nice if they had partnered with some film studios in South America you know, to say, how would you like to be depicted to the United States? Yeah. That's all. (laughs) Um, I read two reviews, um, like, contemporary, like, now reviews from um, somebody named Mary Ness. Um, And so this is from her review about Saludos Amigos. Walt Disney's camera did not make it to Chile, so instead of images of Chile, the live-action sections show images of Disney's artists sitting on planes, drawing on planes, getting inspired by planes, and finally creating concept art for a cartoon about planes, making me wonder if anyone ever got off the plane, or if after several days of OMG wow like Rio de Janeiro and the Buenos Aires actually have skyscrapers and dress in contemporary clothing, this is so not the local color or the exotic animals we were looking for. So let's go find some. Ooh, here we go llamas, dancing gauchos, the samba. That's more like it. The exhausted artists after all of this were just like, yeah, airport's good. Thanks. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, I can see that. Yeah. Um, yeah, I remember thinking it, it was just strange to watch people drawing on airplanes. Um, yeah. I was like, I'm flying over yeah. Chile. Yeah. Um, anyway. Um, Salidos Amigos debuted in Rio de Janeiro, and the Three Caballeros debuted in Mexico City, um, which makes sense. Um, so, South America got to see these before the United States did. Um, That's nice. Something. Um, yeah. I think it's if you enjoy reading funny reviews of things, there are a lot of funny reviews, specifically of the Three Caballeros. Um, because it's just kind of crazy. So the same person, Mary Ness, um, her review for The Three Caballeros is titled An Aggressive Escape from Reality. (laughs) Um, And again, it's mostly just like the second half. Um, Yeah, so Saludos Amigos, like I don't, it's not a very like, fascinating movie but i do think like it makes sense like the rhythm like there's no point where you're just like where is this coming from whereas there's a lot of three Caballeros where i'd like get distracted and then tune back in and be like wait how how did we get to this and why is this happening right now because i do think it starts off pretty like rational of he get starts with donald duck receiving gifts from south america from his friend jose who we met in saludos amigos and one of the gifts is a film a camera a projector and film um and that's like where these shorts come from um and for the most part at the beginning like they're cute funny shorts um kind of weird but um i'd say like halfway through it takes a turn um that's a little hard to describe except just like donald duck um being uncomfortably like distracted by human women on beaches in Mexico. Oh, that scene was awful. Um, he does. Where is it? Um... Oh wait, this is the wrong movie. That's make Miguel*. That's why I can't find it. I know. I keep going back and forth in my notes and yep. realizing I'm in the wrong movie because they're so similar. Yeah. Um, when he sees the women on the beach, it's like they're like on a magic carpet ride. Which also, I just things like that where I was like, where did this? Co- I don't understand. Like, it just feels like you guys just really had no rules when you made this. Just anything, anything anybody pitched got to happen in this movie. Yeah. But also, which one are we in? Saludos Amigos, Bree <laughs> Never mind. Go ahead. And so, um, then Donald dives down again without the magic carpet squawking, hello, my sweet little bathing beauties before chasing them around and around on the beach. And so that does happen. He, um, this like theme continues for the rest of the movie, really of Donald just encountering women, um, like on the beach and dancing and just gross, just gross and, and enamored by them in their bodies um, yeah. like he he like legit like goes onto the beach and chases women yeah yeah yes you're better than that donald i thought you were and then it kind of takes a turn of like uh reminds me of the pink elephants or family yes i wrote um, that down yeah of just um I said, "What is happening?" This is all caps. What is happening in this Mexico City sequence? This is so similar to the Pink Elephants sequence. Unnecessarily creepy. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. It's strange. Um, because- but you know what I did like about that movie is when they tell the story of the Posada, which is the the Christmas tradition. Yes, I know that was neat, but I was like, "Why is it like this? Has no business being in this ridiculous movie?" Yeah, in between Donald like going after women is this great story of children in Mexico um, telling the the birth story of Christ. Yeah, I was like, "I don't." Did they like lose this part of their film for Saludos Amigos, and they're like, "Well, we gotta put this in because somebody's in there." Yeah, but also like. There were things in Slaughter Sumirus that I was like, why is this in here? Only that like the goofy as the gaucho, like the cowboy, um, is almost the exact same scene from The Reluctant Dragon about Goofy learning how to ride a horse. Yeah. You know, and I was like, This isn't this took no um imagination, none of that. Like you just I like I liked the background of him being like a texas cowboy and thinking he can show up and Um, be a gaucho i don't know Sure, i just felt like i was like i feel like i've seen this scene before like goofy on a horse and um like all of the same kind of like the narrators and telling goofy what to do and that kind of stuff i thought was very similar but then again like if it's a movie that's been commissioned by the u.s government like are you really going to use up all your good ideas on that movie it's true yeah um yeah, that's kind of all I have for the background of fun facts about Donald Duck. Okay, let's hear him. Can you name, which I think you can. I would assume you can. Can you name the um only um college that has the rights to Donald Duck for their mascot image? Oh, Oregon? Yeah. Yeah. Um that's fun. Um, there's an asteroid named after Donald Duck. Why? I don't know. Um, his just fiery disposition. Okay. Um, I don't know if you're interested in this, but <laughs> I have research on the original Robinson Crusoe. What? What? You don't remember that in the movie? No. It's in there, friend. And I'll tell you where as soon as I find it in my notes, because my notes are confusing between the two different movies. Yeah, Okay. So in uh, The Three Caballeros, um, um, I liked this one a lot. Uh, Pablo the Penguin. It's a penguin who lives in South or, uh, Antarctica, and doesn't want to be there because it's too cold, and so wants to go to the Galapagos, um, and so he like figures out how to get there. On it's kind of like Elf when Elf rides the little. I wrote, wrote is simultaneously Buddy the Elf and Olaf from. <laughs> yes, um, and so he passes the Juan Fernandez Islands, um, and so I looked those up, and that is where. Um, the original castaway, who Robinson Crusoe is based on, was um, a castaway, not a castaway. castaway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got castaway and stowaway confused just now. Um, so he was. Um, Have ever seen what? Was that uh, Tom Hanks thing? Castaway is a is a movie. That's what the movie is called, and it's got Tom Hanks in it is that what I haven't seen it, but it's not Robinson Crusoe. But it's based on Robinson Crusoe? No. Oh. You said Castaway is based on Robinson Crusoe. No. 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 Oh, my gosh. I haven't seen any of these movies, but I know that's not right. Okay. Listen. Listen. Okay. The Juan Fernandez Islands has... It's an archipelago. Archipelago. It's a chain of islands. Um... And one of them, uh, a Scottish man lived on for four years and like four months before he was rescued. So he was a castaway, meaning he was cast away from his boat to an island. Okay. Okay. And so then when he was picked up, they took him back to England and um, he kind of became a celebrity. And then um, Daniel Defoe wrote the novel Robinson Crusoe not Willem Defoe. Yep. Yep. I got it. Yep. I get him confused too. Uh, Daniel Defoe wrote Robinson Crusoe based on the Scottish guy. The movie Castaway with Tom Hanks has nothing to do with those in Pretty Positive. He, I hey, think You his mean his to tell crashes. me you mean to tell me castaway is just a common noun? Or a verb, yeah depending on how you use it. That was a joke. Oh, okay. <laughs> I just wasn't sure. Um, okay, so um, I just thought it was interesting. This um, this guy, I can't remember his name because I don't have it in front of me. Do you want Robin me to look at Crusoe. No, that's not his name. Who? The original guy. I am so confused. <laughs> Okay, hold well, on. Robinson Crusoe is the original guy. No. Robinson Crusoe is a book based on okay. Okay. the original guy whose name I'm about to tell you is Alexander Selkirk. Okay. So Alexander to say it again. I was yelling over you, but I guess you didn't hear me. <laughs> no, I did not. What were you yelling? I said Don Quixote at the same time as whatever you just said. No. Okay. So, Alexander Selkirk is a sailor. He is a privateer. He is on a boat. You're going to have to look that word up. Um, he is on a, on a boat and... To Long Island? <laughs> All of these things, The Lonely <laughs> Island, or whatever it's called, and the movie Castaway with Tom Hanks, are based off of the three caballeros. Yeah. And the Swiss family Robinson, are they not also on an island? I think they are, but I think they're, like, over near, like, what? You want to be there? I think they're over by, um, oh, what's that place that has the, the like, sleeping huts that's over water? like Fiji or something? Oh, they were in paradise. I think they were in paradise. But I think they were also shipwrecked. But the thing is about Alexander Selkirk is that he was not shipwrecked. This, to me, is funny. So he is on a boat, and um, he is, they're near to they're near these islands, the Juan Fernandez Islands, which is why we're talking about this. Um, and he has grave concerns about the seaworthiness of their boat. And so the captain of the boat is like, oh, and then he says, he declares he would rather stay on Juan Fernandez than continue on a dangerous, dangerously leaky ship. And so the, the captain takes him up on that offer and he drops him off on the island and gives him a musket, a hatchet, a knife, a cooking pot, a Bible, bedding and some clothes. And so he, like, lives on this island for four years and a couple months. Um, two boats come during that time, but he can't go to the people because they are Spanish, and the Spanish and the English are in a war. And so he knows that if, the, if he goes to them and they find him, they'll take him, and it'll be a worse fate than if he were by himself on this island. Um, like, they would kill him or torture him or something. Oh. Yeah. Did you not understand that? I understand. Okay. So then they catch, they, uh, so then um, I think actually his original captain comes back and gets him. Um, and um, then he goes back to the United States. Or not, no, that's not right. Then he goes back to England um, and goes back on ships a couple times. Um, but then he dies of yellow fever. So he, goes back to England and his story is like really famous because he lived by himself for four years. One of the things that was interesting was that they said that this was an interesting example of, you know, people thought that like man should not live alone or he'll go crazy, but like he actually was okay. Like he built two little huts, one for cooking and one for sleeping. And he, um, like That's he, sign that he hasn't gone psychologically. Well, like when they found him, he wasn't okay. I haven't seen Castaway, but I'm pretty sure Tom Hanks like goes crazy there. No, he's not alone though. He has a volleyball. But I think that that might be a sign that he is not well. Okay. I don't know. I, I don't think he... Maybe we should just do a podcast of us just watching every movie that we've never <laughs> seen. <People laughs> reference every day and I pretend to know what they mean. Yep. Uh, yeah. So um, anyways, that's the one Fernando's Islands that the penguin goes past. Wow, a whole... I thought it was interesting. All four words in this movie really inspired that dive. Well, okay, so then the other thing that I had about that penguin was that, like, he gets to the Galapagos Islands, and um, that was not a well-researched short because the island that he's on looks nothing like the Galapagos Islands from pictures that I've seen. But also, there are penguins that live on the Galapagos Islands. So, like, they missed an entire opportunity for... This penguin whose name starts with a P. um, Pedro? Pablo. Not Pedro, Pablo. Pedro. Pedro is the plane, Pablo is the penguin. they liked alliteration. Um, They missed an opportunity for Pablo to arrive at the Galapagos Islands and meet his cousins, the Galapagos penguins. I just can't believe they missed that opportunity, which is probably why I prefer Saludos Amigos over the Three Caballeros. Thank you for your book report. Um, Now I'm confused and thinking about the movie Madagascar um, and reminding myself that's not... I have not seen that. Oh. I've seen seen the children's play of it. There's penguins in Madagascar. It's a 30-minute play. Okay. So, uh, my scary scale... uh, Are we done? I don't know. Do you have anything else? Um, I looked up that big mountain... Sterling Holloway makes a comeback in these movies. Yes. He's not come back the whole time. He's in the oh, movie. Who is he in this one? He's the narrator. He's Professor Holloway. He teaches. He narrates uh one of the shorts. And then he also narrates this like educational film about the strange birds of South America. hmm Um, which I watched as if it were all nonfiction, and I tried to Google one of the birds later and realized that these are made-up birds. The, like, the, because they get a whole character from one of the birds, like, the strangest birds, like, the yeah. like, like woodpecker, kind of. Yeah. Yeah, it's not a real kind of bird, so that was disappointing. That's disappointing. Um, yeah. What's your scary scale, Natalie? I will just say my first note that I wrote when watching, both, when watching and Amigos, which is the first one I watched, the very first thing I wrote was, boy, howdy, were we wrong. Because um, last week we did, or two weeks ago, we did give our um, predictions of what was going to happen in these movies, and ooh, we were off. <laughs> I wrote, I don't think this is the movie we thought it would be. <laughs> <laughs> and then my, uh, my first note was, not in my recommended Disney movie list. Not a good sign. <laughs> I do think I would recommend The Three Caballeras. Really? I think it's just a crazy enough, like, yeah, I think it's, I think it's, like, bad, yeah. It's not like, fan. no, no, I guess we don't, don't, well, yeah. It's not like Fantasia, where it's just, like, this is weird, and you like, you should just watch it, but I don't know. I think it's wild enough that, uh, I don't know. The sexism is just really bad. yeah. I, yeah, I think overall, though, um, you know, I guess this was done in the 40s and was a weird government project. Um, and I do think I was impressed, not impressed. I think I was pleasantly surprised by, like, I don't think I realized that there was going to be actual footage of them, like, in South America. I thought... I thought they would send, like, two people down there or, like, hire some historian or, like, um, cultural expert of some kind to come to Santa Barbara and talk to them and, like, describe South America to them, and then they would work off of that. Um, is that where Disneyland is? Santa Barbara? I don't know. Is it the studios are Santa Barbara? I think oh. so. Okay. Burbank. Um... Okay, calm down. I've never been to California before. Um, Anyway, my scary scale for both of these is a solid one. Maybe 1.5 for the three caballeros. Because of the pink elephant-like scene. That plus the JJ to the jet plane um, almost dying. That's in Saludos Amigos. It's Pedro the plane, and it's (laughs) in a different movie. Okay, I'll give them both 1.5. I think that's a good. It's the 1.5 and the 3 caballeros gets a 1.5. The sex in them um plus the airplane um having a uh callback to Pinocchio scene where he looks like he's dead in the puddle. Um that is the same feeling I got when I thought JJ whatever his name was, was Pedro. Like, Pedro was the- JJ. JJ the jet plane. I don't know who that is. It's, an, it's like a PBS kids show that was around when I was a kid. Okay. Is it like Thomas, the tank engine? Yeah, but they're jet planes. But is it the same kind of, like, animation? Or no, like... it was created in the 90s. So it was Thomas. I don't think it started in the 90s. I think it was in Santa Barbara. So I think now is the time when we... Um, update or confirm our favorite movie ranking um after last week's episode um sarah and i both agreed that bambi is our favorite movie of all the movies we've watched so far and um i'm gonna have to stick with bambi sarah i really like saludos amigos i'm just kidding okay (laughs) yeah i'm sticking with bambi yeah I mean, not like Bambi was, like, the best movie I've ever seen, but these two movies were definitely not the best movies I've ever seen. Yeah. And two hours I will never get back. It's true. Um, Yeah. Um, um, Sources. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I have those. Um, uh, Wikipedia. And then um, an article about Condorito from theweek.com. It's an article written by Lily Luthborough, whose name I really did not spell or pronounce correctly. Um, I used The New Yorker for their um, original reviews of these movies. And tor.com, I got the reviews from Mary Ness from that website and wikipedia um for honestly not a lot of stuff um so as always um send us an email at wolf disney at gmail.com that's wolf with no e podcast with no q disney with no x at gmail.com. Got that in the wrong order. Wolf Podcast Disney. I hated these movies this week. Okay. Yeah. I did I did kind of regret even making this decision. I wish we had just really skipped to Cinderella, but Me too. we're in this. So next week we have one more weird episode and then we're back in for Cinderella Disney animation. Um, as a reminder we are going to skip a lot of the live action full-length films um, but we are seeking requests um, of movies that you all think we should be watching um, specifically from the 50s because that's what we're coming up on soon after Cinderella um, so feel free if you have strong opinions on those to email us at Podcast at Gmail. Um, or talk to us on Facebook or Instagram and Twitter at Wolf Disney Pod for those three. Um, so, what's next week, Sarah? Isn't it The Wind in the Willows and Ichabod Crane and Fun and Fancy Free? Okay, don't ask me. What? Don't ask me. I, I don't know what we're doing right now. We're announcing what next week is. Okay, but that's right, right? No. Ichabod and Mr. Toad. It's not the one in the willows. Oh, okay. Next week's episode is Ichabod and Mr. Crane, as well as... Ichabod and Mr. Toad. Next week's episode is Ichabod and Mr. Toad, as well as Fun and Fancy Free. Both will be fun, fancy, and free. It's technically the adventures of Ichabod and Mr. Toad. Next week's episode will be the adventures of Ichabod and Mr. Toad and fun and fancy free. You heard it here first. Um, and we'll have a return of a special guest. Um, I think that's it. Uh, we'll see you next week. Nope. That's where you always say that and mess up. You'll hear... From us next week. You'll hear our new podcast again next week on Wednesday. Bye. Bye. This has been Wolf Disney. Thanks for listening. Our theme song is Lamb and Wolf by Poddington Bear. See you next week.